Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Dio Akin Renade. How are you? Yes. I pronounced it right? You absolutely did. Um, Shahid, how are you? I am great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, it's fantastic what you did with this app. You know, I'm, I'm super excited and enthused to kind of get into this conversation, ask you some questions, try to figure out how this, this genius came out and, and created what you created. Now, my first question is, is this something that you have always wanted to do when it comes to app development or product development? Have you like growing up, was it always something that you wanted to get into like business side of things, uh, creation, any sort of creation? Okay. That I think, yeah, that's a great question to start with. So what I can say is that I, I wouldn't say when I grew up, I knew I wanted to get into app development i mean actually incidentally right i didn't even yeah i didn't grow up with um apps or even mobile Mm -hmm. phones right like business entrepreneurship and you know creating something creating a product or doing something on your own right instead of employment i will say that uh i grew up around computers uh i grew up in a home where um i think at the time my mother was doing a, a phd at the london school of economics i was obviously just like a little girl hanging around And because her PhD involves statistics, what used to happen then, she would program the research she wanted to do and the research would be on like a punch card. And then we, I would follow her into the university and we would go to the computer room and the computer room was a really big room. Nobody was allowed inside the room, right? This is the early days of computing. So I would just remember seeing, oh, there was this big computer room. And then she would give her research cards to the computer operator. Then we would come back the next week and he would have run all of her analysis and he would give her the results. Then she would take the results home and do some more work. So if I think back, I think that was where I had this early fascination with computers. And the fact that computers in those days, you know, imagine it was this big expensive processing machine, like regular people couldn't even go in. So I think for me, that was where the interest in computers started. Uh, So I went on to study computer science. From there, I moved into IT management consulting. So I used to work at like the big four consulting firms. What I realized when I was doing that work was you work on a variety of projects, always technology projects. The projects I enjoyed the most were the projects where I had the opportunity to lead all the projects where I was able to start from the beginning, the inception, where you come to a business, you look at the problem. Oh, okay. Create the solution, you roll it out. I found that if I joined a project halfway through, so maybe you've decided on the solution in your building, I didn't enjoy it that much because I didn't have buy-in as to the why. Why are we doing this? So that was where I learned something about myself that I'm more comfortable leading And I'm more comfortable working on something where I need to basically, I need to have been present when we're deciding what are we going to build. If you give me the solution halfway through, it's not that easy for me to get by and I'm questioning, oh, maybe I would have done it this way or that way. So I would say like those were kind of the early indicators that showed me that, okay, I like computers. I like creating stuff. I like leading. 
Um, I think that's one part of it. And then onto the why wisdom, right? So, and actually to anyone listening in, of course, they might be wondering what is wisdom. So um, Shahid and I, you know, Shahid is also a member of the wisdom community, right? But we're a social audio app. And we use social audio to connect uh, knowledge seekers to mentors, I think is, is a great way to put it. So you can think of us a little bit like Clubhouse meets Masterclass is, is kind of what I think that. So I think the other part of, okay, why create wisdom? Wisdom is all about mentorship, right? So our mission is to democratize access to mentorship. And part of my kind of why, you know, why did I want to do this? I found at many stages of my life, uh, being a woman in tech as well, also being a black woman in tech, also being a child of immigrants in tech. And I found at various stages of my career, I wasn't able to tap into the mentorship that I needed to progress. So maybe to give one example, sometimes I had specific questions around maybe being a woman in tech. I also had questions around experiences that I had being a black woman in tech. But when I looked at my organizations, there weren't senior women who had the wisdom, right? Because you're accumulating wisdom over the years. There were very few women of color, very few diverse people. Um, and then even within my community, because I think sometimes, you know, mentoring happens within the community. You may have a neighbor or an uncle or, a, you know, someone maybe through your religious community who your family can be like, oh, go and talk to so-so-and-so because, you know, they, they've done this before. And what I found is that I wasn't able to get that mentorship within my networks. Then when I tried to use LinkedIn, kind of went on LinkedIn and you search for people, you know, I would inbox them. Hey, you know, I would like to get 20 minutes, you know, on a call. Da, 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 da. And what I found is that LinkedIn isn't built for mentoring. LinkedIn is built for connecting to people who you already know who are in your network. What I find visible, pe visible people on LinkedIn tend to have a problem where their inboxes will get filled with requests, inbounds. I'm sure you get them too. People you don't know who are just DMing you. And a lot of the time, what ends up happening, we ignore those requests, right? Like, because, and the only request maybe you pay attention to is if you have someone in common with the person, or it's a warm introduction. If I say, oh, Shahid, please speak to this person because they want to start a podcast and you've done really well with yours, you're probably going to take the meeting because Dial referred you. But when it's a random person you don't know, you just don't have the time. So the idea around wisdom is saying, you know, Let's use social audio. Let's create a community of experts and mentors, people who have come with good intention, who, you know, want to give back. You know, they go live on Wisdom. They broadcast. They create talks. People can listen in. And, you know, we have our special guest timer where anyone who's listening can request maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and, and you can have a one-to-one. -one. So yeah, we're all about having these one-to-one -one conversations. Yes, and that's like creating a more uh, intimate environment too, right? Yeah, I think that's a, a key differentiator of wisdom because of course the social audio space now, it's enormous and it's growing. I think a key differentiator of wisdom is all of the conversations are one-to-one. -one. It is intimate, it is focused. And, and for me, like... I believe that's when mentoring really happens. That's when knowledge really happens, right? If you listen to an online course, 
it's a one-way flow. You can't ask a course a question. Um, explore this. Can we can we go back, you know, over that and kind of diagnose? So yeah, I would think a key part of wisdom uh, it is that, and I think the one-to-one it allows for the vulnerability. Uh, and then, of course, we always have like an audience of listeners, because I think, you know, a lot of people realize you can learn a lot by listening to somebody else being mentored, you know, as a business owner. You can learn a lot by listening to other business owners asking experts questions. So on wisdom, you know, you can benefit, first of all, from the one to one or you can be a listener. And then finally, all of the talks on wisdom are recorded. Uh, by default. So when you go live on Wisdom and you start a talk, it's recorded. That talk gets saved down to your profile. So to look at Wisdom from the creator side, what it means is that as a creator, you can build up like an audio library of your best talks. You know, some people have said it's a little bit like TED Talks or whatnot, but it means that like as a creator, if you share the link for your Wisdom profile to anyone, they can just click in and be like, okay, you know, these are the these are the best talks by this particular creator, and and they'll get to know you in a different way. You know, it's a it's different. I think you know when you read somebody's website, that's going to give me an impression about you. But if I can hear you speaking live passionately about your expertise, then you know, I think that that's really when connections happen. Yeah, and it's all about connections, right? And since pandemic. It's, it's the realization that, you know, the humanization of a business is so important. And that's what these platforms like Wisdom does that, right? It's connecting people, even in the audience that are listening, they're connecting both to the, uh, the, the mentor and the person who's the guest with them. They're actually connecting. It's, 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 you feel good, like you DM someone, you're like, you feel like you know them. You know, it's like, it doesn't feel like you just randomly DM some, someone. Yeah, I, I could I couldn't agree more. I think there is something about this one-to-one format that allows people to go uh, deep. And to your point, you really get to know people. Um, and um, you know, and unlike you know, of course, there's so many different experiences out there in terms of how you can connect to people. But to your point, that one-to-one, there aren't distractions. And then I think it just lets people be, you know, I think audio is very authentic, right? You hear the emotion, you hear the person's voice and, and what they're saying, and, and, and it's in real time. And to your point, I think, I think there is this universal human need for connection. And I think also a need for wisdom. I think there's a lot of information out there. We're being bombarded all the time. You go to Google, you get the results. But are you getting wisdom? Are you getting somebody's experience? And, and, and yeah, I think that's where we really differentiate. And I have, I have a feeling that the word wisdom, the name that you came up with this company, that has a deeper meaning to you. Um, is there? Is there a deeper meaning to this word to you, wisdom? I, I, I will say yes in that I, I'm careful to differentiate wisdom from, I think it's very easy to access knowledge and information, perhaps. There's so much information out there. But particularly wisdom, which I think is like built up experience over time. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's very precious. And, you know, and I can also explain uh, another aspect of previous work I've done that kind of feeds into, you know, why wisdom. 
So I spent a period of time working on a program in London. In fact, I was on the founding team of a program called OneTech. So OneTech is, to date, the UK's largest diversity in startups program. And the mission statement of the program was saying that they looked at the profile of founders, tech founders in the UK, who were accessing investment. And the profile was very skewed towards majority men, uh, majority uh, white men as well, and majority men that had a degree. And with this particular fund, and it was a government-backed fund, they said, well, entrepreneurship should be accessible to everyone. You know, you shouldn't have to have a degree to, to want to, to start a business. Um, they said, you know, that we should have more representation of genders and ethnic groups and immigrants because they said uh, London is a diverse city and the profile of people that we invest in should also be diverse. So from doing a lot of, ex we did a lot of exploration work in the early stages of the program to try and work out uh, why did it turn out this way? Incidentally, it was, uh, I think it's a, a 50 million, it was a 50 million pound fund, right? And it had been about 65% distributed. So there was a real pressure in terms of saying, well, we've been funding a lot of the same profile of person. We still have some money left, you know, how are we going to, diversify who we're investing in. And a key finding that came out of the program was that diverse people do want to start businesses. People from underrepresented groups want to start businesses, but what they lacked was access to mentorship and access to wisdom. So to give an example, you might be a 23-year-old person. I love food. I want to design a B2B software for the restaurant industry. And they would have an idea, they would start building something, they would go and pitch for investment, they would be unsuccessful. When we looked as to why, we realized that, well, if you want to build something for the restaurant industry, one of the first things you need to do is interview restaurant owners, interview your intended customer, understand what their problems are, right? As an individual, this 22-year-old, they may think they know the problem, but until you speak to the restaurant owners, they will be like, this is the problem. And that's where to me, it begins to look like wisdom because that is intangible accumulated experience. You're not gonna find that on Google. If I go and Google uh, all restaurant owners in London, what are the top things keeping them up at night? You're not really gonna get that until you, you know, speak to somebody and kind of unlock the wisdom. And so that was something that it was always top of my mind. And then once social audio technologies became, you know, sort of more accessible, yeah, that leads us to wisdom. Amazing. Great. And, you know, from what I'm hearing, you're a natural born founder. So I, I can see that you're going to come up with other plans, other products. But for now, Dio, is there one feature that nobody knows that's coming out for wisdom that you can share on this show? Oh, you ask <laughs> that, that, that is that is a great question. So I'll say around the features. So with Wisdom, we launched in October. It's it's been so fast. No, we launched in October. Uh, oh, oh, oh you, you October, October. Yeah, yeah. I got an um, email around August, I think, to be yes, because part of I think, it. Yes. Yeah, you were in our early cohort, right? So you were, you yeah, were very early, like the first, first ones. Yeah. Yeah, you were a special part of our beta group, which would have been August. And then we opened up to the world. We launched in the App Store fully in uh, 
October. Um, and since then, and I'll, I'll I'll walk you through the feature updates and then see if I can give you a hint yeah. <laughs> as, as to what is coming. You can't say it, right? So, but let's see, let's see if I can, can read say, between the lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we you know, we, we would say a few things. So okay. I would say one of our early major feature releases was the ability. So when a user starts a talk, and once they complete a talk, that talk is saved to their wisdom profile. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've now added the feature where a user can download their talk afterwards, the MP4 file. And that was something which it was really listening to our early community because we have a lot of, like you, podcasters on the platform. Mm-hmm. And they started experimenting and they said, oh, we can record our podcast live on wisdom with a live audience. We can have people drop in, give their comments, like a whole other angle of content creation. So they, in essence, gave us the feedback. And so now you can download, after you finish your talk on wisdom, as the content creator, you can download that MP4 file and repurpose that file as you wish. So you may take it, add it into your podcast, share it online. Um, I would say, you know, that is one major feature. Another feature that we have uh, literally just released is also a high fidelity audio recording. So now if you open a, you know, if you create a talk on wisdom, we've increased the quality of that sound file, meaning that, you know, there isn't a compromise now. And, and, And I think it's also around lowering the bar to content creation, because now, like, you know, there isn't isn't a compromise. So we now have the high quality uh, audio record. Uh, Another feature, which I really believe is, we're definitely one of the first to do this in social audio, and that's live reactions. So you know how sometimes you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to an audio conversation and you want to react. You want to agree, you want to disagree, you want to clap, something, right? And right now you you can't do it on a, on a lot of platforms. So we recently rolled out reactions now where we have custom emojis and you can react during a talk. You can express, you know, your emotion, love, like, hey, clap, that type of thing. And then, of course, as you can imagine for us and our algorithm at the back end, those reactions can then, you know, send signals to us in terms of, you know, is this a, a talk? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So yes. We can use that to prioritize uh, how we show people's content. Now, a feature that a couple of features that I can say are coming up soon, and these have been heavily requested by the community. Uh, our next set of features are really focused around helping the wisdom community to connect. You know, people want to find their friends. So we will be rolling out soon uh, a search function. So you can search for other wisdomers, people you know. So you can you know, follow them, get notified you know, when they go live with that connectivity. We are also looking at uh, DMs, so direct messaging. Um, okay. Yeah, the one-to-one. And and again, that's looking around the community to be connecting. And then finally, this is a future feature. Oh, I can also mention Android. So we will be rolling out the Android version. H1, first half of this year. We're not going to take too long to do it. Uh, And then also 
on the more future roadmap is uh, monetization, uh, creator monetization. So I do think, and you know, different social networks take different strategies. Some social networks build and build and build that, you know, they don't worry about monetization. For us, it is a priority that I do want creators to be able to monetize giving advice through wisdom. Because I do think that for a lot of us as experts, as leaders, as creators, I think a lot of us sometimes struggle to monetize our advice. Uh, I think there's a difference between the, can I pick your brain for few minutes versus sometimes you'll be giving a whole consultation <laughs> to, to somebody. Yeah. yeah, yes, over the time. So we are now in the exploratory stages of building out a function where as an expert through social audio directly, people can pay you and you can monetize your advice, you know, directly through social audio. So rather than I think what tends to happen today, which is, you will sometimes if you meet a prospective lead over social media, you will move them into your funnel. Maybe you'll book a meeting, you'll schedule, you know, you'll take and people get lost through that funnel. So what we're saying with wisdom is if I'm listening to you now, maybe I've listened to a couple of your talks, I've guested at like a 15 minute spot with you. We've worked, you know, worked on some stuff. And I'm like, I want to book you for an hour now you know, let's do this. You might be a therapist, you might be a consultant, but we want to have that happening live uh, through wisdom. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. almost becoming uh, almost like a marketplace for advice. And then, and I suppose one other feature, because I've uh, gone ahead of myself, I should mention the mentor coin as well, because I think the mentor coin is a pretty unique feature when we kind of look across creatorship. So Are you doing... Are you doing uh, like decentralizing that? Like, are you going to make it into a coin or is it already registered? Like it's already set up as a coin? Uh, great question. So when we say mental coin, it's not a blockchain yeah. ledger. No, it's just. A or, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what mental coin is in essence, it's a virtual in-app currency and our creators earn mental coin in proportion to the number of people and minutes who are listening to them. So the more people listen to you, the longer they listen to you, you accumulate mental coin. Once you build up a certain amount of mental coin, you can, this is just through the app, switch out the mental yeah. coin. For, uh, yeah, which is right, like that. a gift card. Yeah. yeah. And that gift card mm. is redeemable at places like Starbucks, Target, Amazon, Walmart. So a lot of the retailers, you know, that we use today. Or you can donate your mental coin to charity. You know, we do have some people who um, partner through with charities like the Clean Water Fund and Habitat for Humanity. You know, that there's a longer list of charities. So the idea around the mental coin is that at least today as a creator on wisdom, what we're saying is that we see you, we acknowledge you, we understand that you are spending time on this platform creating content. And, you know, if you give a great talk on wisdom, a few great talks, at least, you know, we can buy you a cup of coffee. We can, you know, we can give you something to sort of incentivize because I do think it's crazy that a lot of the large social networks today they don't really share their profits or reward their middle class of content creators. By middle class, what I mean is typically people with half a million, between maybe 10,000 and half a million followers. 
they are not really the focus of the larger platforms, you know, like the YouTubes, the Instagrams. It's typically the people that once you get to, you know, closer to a million, that they can really begin to benefit and monetize. Um, and I think with Wisdom being creator first, it uh, was absolutely a priority that from as soon as we launched, we were at least offering something to our early Yeah, creators. no, it was really good. Yeah, it's really good. It was very thoughtful. Um, actually, that the mentor coin was what got my extra attention as well because I, the, by by seeing that and seeing that implemented app, it showed the backing has heart. You know, like you created a, you founded a company, your product, but you were thinking about the people. Like you were, you were like that's incredible that you implemented that right at launch. Like people might have done that later, later, but right at launch, you have that part of the ecosystem, which is which is great. Well, I think absolutely. Now, one other feature, and mm -hmm. you will be, and for those anyone who's listening in keep live, it, keep it just keep it a secret. No, no, this is this is uh, <laughs> okay. this is rolling out quite soon. So yes, like don't don't okay. tell too many people. Okay, shh. everyone. Yeah. Uh, but we we will be rolling out uh, hopefully by next month on target. Um, also, uh, likes. So mm. in essence, we're saying likes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where a you can you can like a talk, and also where let's just take you, for example, Shahid, on your wisdom profile. If I look at your wisdom profile, I will be able to see talks that you have liked. So almost like- Oh, that's good. Almost like your, your, your recommendations. Yes. If, if Shahid likes it, it's probably going to be a good talk because I, I trust his, his, judge, you know, his judgments as well. Um, and then it's, it can also be a way of saying, you know, if you listen to a talk and you like it and we save it down, it's like a bookmark. You know, you can return to, to, to that talk later. It does two jobs. It books market, mm -hmm. books market too. But for the actual liking, is it incorporated or kind of connected or interconnected or will be connected to the Metro coin. Ooh, that is a good, um, hmm, so you could be, <laughs> it would not at the moment, but that, that, is, that is a very, that is a very interesting angle. I mean, we could, we could offer maybe, maybe bonuses or something if a lot of people are like, yeah, I think a lot of people will like that. And on wisdom, there's an area, um, a little blank area. Is there something coming there? You mean on the? Oh, yeah, on the, like on the, uh, I, yeah, like so. Do you see the two pictures, right? And then underneath, between the list and there, there's some blank or, or empty space. Is there on the phone, is or is it on my phone? Um, that, that's a great question. So I can I can say I can I can reveal as well. Uh, we do have a within our next release. Mm -hmm. We are also going to you know when you create a talk on wisdom, you create a title the talk we are going to increase the number of characters that you can use in your talk title so some of the space is going to be some of the space will be will be going to that um and you know it, it, it's a small improvement but uh even for myself you know i create talks i create on social audio you know we we do want that longer talk title because sometimes maybe you know people are doing a season of talks so let's have enough characters Episode one, 
colon. You know, this is what it's about. So that's where some of the space will be going. Okay. Uh, nothing else is coming in that space. I mean, po- possibly. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm at the limit of what I would reveal for now. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. That's that, that <laughs> the question, you know. Should we yeah, say, no watch, when they say, watch the space. <laughs> yeah, everyone, watch the space. Watch right? the space. Watch the space. Um, another recommendation or suggestion I may have, and you can probably tell me if it's possible, bios. Can we increase the, the, the number of characters? Because I had a lot of trouble trying to fit. I, mm-hmm. I talk, I, I write a lot. I wanted to put a lot of stuff in there. So is there a reason why there's a limit, a short limit like that on the bio? Uh, I would say not, uh, not particularly. We've, I'm not sure offhand how many characters we have. Yeah, but, um, I believe it's, it's 200. So I'm very, very, like you can only get like a paragraph in there, like a very a short one. So anyways, I thought there was a reason for it. If they're not like, that would be a really, really amazing thing because you can actually kind of explain a lot in there, right? Without no, having think, to go to other platforms. No, I think, I think absolutely. So thank you for the feedback. I can no absolutely take that, that down. And what was your most memorable mentorship experience for yourself in the past? Wow, that, that is a, um, gosh. This is with somebody mentoring me or? Yeah, you, like in the past that, you know, any memorable mentor. If you don't, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not mm. trying to put you on the spot. I'm just trying to understand that, you know, in the past, you must have been mentored as well, right? Like, was there something that someone did with you that, oh, it was just, it was memorable? That, that, that is a, it's a really great question. I'm going to say part of my driver for wanting to create wisdom was me being unable to access the mentorship that uh, I wanted. So I, I always, I had an awareness like where there were maybe things I wanted to do, things I wanted to explore. But even with, despite my efforts to network, I wasn't able to tap into certain people. Um, and then, um, so I would say mentorship was always something I, I wanted, but I think just maybe whether it's, you know, because me- mentoring, it's all about networks, right? And I'm talking about when I was, you know, younger, at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. At that stage, it is pretty much who do you know or who can you, you know, try and reach. So, but I would say maybe one, uh, if I think back, uh, and this is more when I was in the corporate world, I did for a couple of years work under a director, who was uh, a great mentor um, and, and very specifically what turned the light bulb on for me was um, she was also a great sponsor. And it was the first time that I really understood what mentorship looked like because I realized at least within that corporate context, it wasn't just mentorship, it was sponsorship. So the person would speak about me when I wasn't in the room and speak about what a great job I was doing. And I saw that for the couple of years that I worked under this particular person, I progressed so much faster. And then I was like, wow, so is this what it's like when somebody decides to mentor you? Because it was, it was a, I just wasn't you know, even aware that uh, you know, uh, such a thing. So I would say there was uh, one particular mentor. Um, and yeah, it probably helped that she was also a senior woman within technology. So perhaps a little bit uh, 
relatable in in that aspect and maybe she she took an interest yeah well those experiences go a long way right and sometimes you recall outsiders i say but i'm talking about people that not directly in your family but someone that you have experience with in job or business or something they have um they have done something that created a memorable memorable experience that stayed with someone right throughout their journey it was just there you know hovering so just that's the reason why i was asking no i think absolutely and from the research from what we see right about you it looks like that you are both left brain and right brain so you have a you're very creative but also analytical um how do you balance that like is this something that you worked on or is it natural um like how do you incorporate like people that do that usually go through some rigorous mindset training right um, have you gone through some sort of mindset training or is it natural with you to kind of have that balance? Great question. I'm, I think it's a combination of some of it is, it's hmm, a good question. I'm going to say some is natural, uh, natural meaning. If I think back to education, I was good with sciences and then, you know, English and creative and writing, like I was, able to you know to 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 do to do both there wasn't a particular problem there um and then i'm going to say there is an element there of maybe mindset and determination so within this approach to entrepreneurship of saying you know sometimes you just need to get things done and sometimes with entrepreneurship uh i will be there saying look i'm not a creative and i'm not an artist but these are three examples of very good art. We need something that is going to look similar to this level. Please go and execute. So I think sometimes there is an element of, you know, with entrepreneurship, sometimes if there's, if there's a task that needs to be achieved and you know it's not in your wheelhouse, oftentimes in the early stages of entrepreneurship, you cannot afford to hire the best people to execute on the aspects of your business in the early days, especially before, you know, before you've raised finance, you're, and at that point, it then just become, I think then there is an element of as an entrepreneur or a founder of saying, how am I going to execute in areas that may not be my specialty? Um, even if I bring somebody on board, you still need to influence and manage, right, to the desired outcome. And whether that is more to do with technology or finance, or like you said, creative design and products. Um, I think it, it is helpful to your point to be able just to be determined and flex your brain in those areas, right? You know, sometimes some people will be intimidated and you, they just don't look, oh, I'm not good with numbers, so I'm not going to look at my account at all. But you need to be able to, yes, defer to the expert, but you've got to, you know, open yourself up a bit and have some awareness. So I'm going to say for me, it's some natural ability, but some of it is also mindset training. Sometimes, and it's, it's, I experience this as well, sometimes there's a fear of the unknown. Oh, there's a task, there's an area. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this. But it's pushing through the fear. And then... When you eventually come to work on it, it's, the fear is often worse than actually getting your hands dirty and getting into the task. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we stop ourselves. We get in our own way. 
So fear, fear of fear of failure, fear of failure. Fear of which, failure. You know, yeah. If we're speaking around, uh, if we're speaking around mindset, you know, I would say one thing in particular that I'm I'm, I'm really trying to learn on and embrace and work on. It is that you know failure is good. Don't be afraid to fail. You know, you can fail with small little experiments and little things you're trying, and you know that is still progress. Yeah, I find that once people have like more of awareness about, you know, who and what they truly are, once they, you know, come into their more of their essence of who they are and they start operating from that place, they start trusting things, you know, they start understanding how things work and it, it that confidence that fear it just it, the confidence increases the fear decreases over time and you know that's why i find that it's so important especially you know how you mentioned the point about execution um in business you'd be surprised like how many people go into business they have great great ideas like and phenomenal concepts and this is what i do i interview people i meet that's what i that's what i'm passionate about i love meeting people and talking to them what they did right and you find that everything is great it's just the execution they lack you know and then how about in your experience in the companies that you founded did you have to face the level of execution in from the people around you and how did you deal with that Hmm. That's a that's a great question in terms of uh, managing. Yeah, like because execution is is something that it I find that it's uh it's an art you know like it's you know people say action 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 but then because of all the the stream of thoughts and, and people get they might have a might have a plan for a phenomenal date for example, and they say, I'm going to do this, this, this today. I'm going to rock it, right? The thoughts start coming and they start going with those streams of thought. They start going in, all, all of a sudden it's two hours gone. So they mean, well, they want to do a lot that day and then they just don't, right? The execution is just an issue. It's, it's, it's an issue, right? And I'm just wondering if you ever had experience working with people and how you help them or, or mentor them. I think it's a great question because to your point, it's easy to become overwhelmed with yeah. so many things to do. And then it's that you just, you know, become paralysis. And and I would say, I mean, this, this at least to me, it looks like um, managing teams or managing individuals to achieve a desired outcome. And yeah, I mean, I think it, it's important as an executor, uh, as as a leader, and I would say uh, a lot of these skills I learned in um, management consulting. I think that 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 was great because they do show this concept of framework, structure, rigor, planning. Um, it's a, you know it's a tough learning environment and a tough curve, but I'm, I'm grateful for it because things then become very instinctive. But no, yeah, as 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 in terms of like mentorship and people, for me it's. Um, depending on the individual, sometimes giving them a task or a target that they can conceive of. If this three-month endeavor, maybe I'm just going to take you through what we need to do in the first two weeks. Because some for some people, the three months, that becomes overwhelming. Whereas for some people, like me, I'm like, tell me the three months because my brain is thinking ahead. But for me, it's like it's like focusing them on uh, a shorter term piece, 
Mm. Yeah, exactly. The blocks of the work being to the point where you're like, and ensuring that they have everything that they need to execute. And then, you know, as a leader, you can get out of the way and they can execute. But it's like, do you have everything uh, that you need? For me, it's like, you know, it's building in checkpoints along the way. You know, a checkpoint is always great in terms of a, a deadline. Um, and then it does sound cliched, but when they say you cannot over communicate enough, and it sounds very cliched, but I think, you know, it's it, it's so true in terms of like, are we on the same page? And then, you know, when I'm dealing with vendors, there's little tricks sometimes. I'll do things like, um, okay, even if it's a three-week thing, I'll say, let's check in on day two. I want you to feedback to me your understanding and what your intention is so we can see if we're on the same page for, for later. So it's about those early checkpoints so that people don't go off a bit too far. And then sometimes feedback and encouragement, I just think is so key. But I think I only kind of know this because I'm not too far away from when I first graduated and started working in companies. And I think for morale, it makes such a difference, right? When somebody just says, whether it's on Friday at the end of the week, well done, your contribution is valid, well done on this particular thing and that particular thing you did. Um, and, and it's difficult to make the time to do those things. And I think what happens is as people become more and more you know, senior and progress, sometimes you, know, you become a bit jaded, you become a bit tough and you're like, well, nobody did that for me. So why should I have to da 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 da? Um, but I think, I think those things are important. And particularly now that we have, uh, is it Gen Z? I don't know, what in the early twenties entering the workplace, um, they have, uh, I just find like they have a very, I don't know, straightforward, no nonsense attitude. They expect to be treated like human beings, right? They're, they're not this sort of, I don't know, Wall Street greed is good. Just throw enough money at me and you can treat me any which way. They, they want to be somewhere because they connect with the mission and they feel comfortable um, and they want to bring their full selves to work. Their, their full, you know, their full diversity, mm-hmm. They don't expect to come to a workplace and hold back areas of themselves. And, you know, and I say this myself as being, you know, of course, I'm a a black woman in tech. I'm British and I'm Nigerian as well. I've absolutely worked in workplaces where I didn't necessarily feel comfortable. If somebody would ask me, what did you do on the weekend? I instinctively knew, look, I don't really want to tell you what I did, because if I start to talk about maybe the things that I do within my particular culture, you're going to think it's weird. You know, if I changed my hair in the office, it will become a whole conversation about, (laughs) oh, her hair, this, this, this. So, and, and, you know, and and I think now, you know, we we owe it to ourselves as business leaders. um, And I know it does sound cliched, but yeah, when people can bring their full self and be really comfortable that's when you get the ideas. That's when, do you know what I mean? People really become yeah. committed. You have a great culture. Yeah, it's that supportive culture, you know, as the saying, hey, don't worry, minimum say it's okay. Let's figure out another way, right? And people thrive in that kind of environment, you know, they don't fear because if you have people fear in an organization, they're not going to perform the way you want them to. They're not going to produce the quality that you're looking for, right? So... And you know, we always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is that got them to this point. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to say, wow, for me, inner superpower. I'm going to say, for me, 
ability to see the big picture and to see the attention to detail uh, and, and being able to switch back between both. So being able to have this big, broad vision, but then as you said, around the execution and some of the execution is really boring, unglamorous tasks, but especially in the early days when, you know, when you have a vision and you need to build a little bit so you can show other people and then, Oh yeah, you know, I see your vision. You, you've got to get to like, you know, be really humble and do the, the small building blocks and, you know, be willing to teach yourself new things or convince other people, you know, to, to teach you or, or get them. So I'm, I'm going to say that it's, yeah, I think for me, the superpower is it's being able to operate at like the, the higher level and the strategy, but then also the more task orientated lower level and being able to switch right. through it's like the peripheral view view of the company. You're able to see the big entire picture. Yeah, I like that. And it's kind of, you know, my business partner and I were launching a startup too. I don't know if you heard of it, my go-to. Uh, oh, please tell me. Tell us more. Yeah. So uh my partner, my go-to guy, Dwayne, he's on wisdom. He's there a lot, actually. Oh, was, okay. I see yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even with that, is that you know when you have a big picture and then you kind of bring it small and you kind of explain it and you delegate and you put it in the words that the other person will understand what to create. That also to your point is that how do you do it? Right? Like how there's so many angles you can take because mistakes are always made, especially in software development, you know, how do you deal with it? Right. <clears throat> And your point about creating that culture, creating that environment where even if either someone messes up, you kind of find a solution, you fix it, you keep going. But having that vision of the big picture is critical in a startup and a business, though. No, I think absolutely, because you're, there's, there's never enough resources or enough time to, to execute on what you want. And you, you have to prioritize, right? What, what, what's going to make the, the most impact? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my, my uh, one last question I want to ask you is that, you know, what is the most underrated skill it takes to make it in a startup or a business? The most underrated skill. Well, you, you have great questions. Oh, thank um, you. I didn't, I, but I, I feel kind of bad too, because I don't want to, I didn't, I don't mean to put you on the spot with these questions. I just, I just want to flow with it. Like, they're know. great. They're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most underrated skill I'm going to say is, I'm going to say Microsoft Excel or Google yeah. Sheets. <laughs> put it, put it together, <laughs> right? <laughs> Share the information. Yeah. And I'm, and I know it's, it's, it sounds, but it, it is, it is underrated. It is underrated. I think everyone needs to be able to know now, Come work a spreadsheet, at, at least work to work. a spreadsheet. <laughs> Google Sheets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, that's what comes to mind. So yeah. now you gave away your secret. That's how you're managing all the wisdom on Google Sheets. I hope not. No, I'm just <laughs> even, even the databases are putting from that. But yeah, I would say that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> No. I got a lot of secrets from you. No, I'm just joking. Of course you're not. Um, yeah. and, then, and, and the other thing I would just say, maybe uh, un underrated skill, I would just think is um, also, I think being humble and 
not being no one is too big to do any task yeah I think how, however me look, I think no one is, I think that the honorary school is no one's too big to be able to do any task. And you've also got to feel comfortable to try things that are outside of your comfort zone. But yeah, but particularly no, nobody, nobody being too big. And, and I think it's also underrated, um, you know, some, yeah, no, no, I think I'll, oh yeah, I'll double down on that. Um, being humble, no one is too big to do any task. And know that you're going to have to do a lot of boring stuff before it gets to the fun stuff. You know, some people in startup, they think you're going to come in and be doing all the fun founder stuff and being the face of a company, yeah. but they're going to do like loads of building blocks and, you know. Yes. Like but Daya, you're having fun now though, aren't you? Yeah, this is the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And congratulations on the uh, seed money. You know, it's, I can't wait to see wisdom evolve and grow into something that changes lives all over the world. That it provides a platform for people like, you know, me, you know, my business partner, other mentors that have wisdom and they want to share it and rightfully earn an income from it at the same time. Um, what you're doing and your algorithm, like everything that you guys are doing, what you're doing, what you created uh, is, is very humble. It's very, uh, very giving. And I know you're going to go in, a, in big places. So hopefully you remember us little people in the future and you keep in touch. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for that. And I mean, absolutely. Wisdom, we build a platform but without the community, without the wisdom as like yourself, we, we, we have nothing. We, you know, we, we have an empty platform. So it, it is, and especially for our, our early, the people like you who have been on board from the beta, and you've, built, you've helped to build the foundation of wisdom. Uh, you've you. also helped to set the culture. You know, when we talk about culture, it's the first, I don't know, 10, you know, the first 10 people. And then from there, it, it, it's the culture. Um, and we, we have such a well-intentioned, helpful community and people that are just filled with good intention who are there to share knowledge and to give back. And to your point, I think it's the future of wisdom is so excited. You know, on one hand, we have like the knowledge seekers and the people who want to, you know, be mentored. And then we have like yourselves, the experts. And it is a case of also looking at people like you and saying, okay, this is for you also around profile building and making connections and, you know, growing your business and monetization, but at the same time doing some good and, you know, mentoring and helping. So, yeah, I think it's really exciting. Yeah. Doing good goes a long way and money just and business and money and success just come by default when you just focus on people and you guys are hands down doing that. Uh, one last thing before I let you go. So, are you going to be implementing like, like live tipping or anything in the app? Like, so you know how you can like someone when they're talking, but also kind of press a button, have it set up from beforehand, press a button and it sends a tip to the speaker or something like a cash tip. 
Yeah, so I would say for us, um, no, we we don't have any immediate plans within that area. Uh, I think, you know, right now in terms of creator monetization, you know, we have the mental coin which exists today, but that mental coin is based on uh, your listening minutes, how many people are listening. And in the future where we are looking for creator monetization, uh, the, the plan there, I mean, we'll, and we're still working out what it's going to look like with this sort of, one-to-one mentoring it may also be private one-to-one mentoring because it's really going to unpack the roots of my business or maybe if it's a private therapy session that's good so if you have an option like an option right if you want to pick private or you want to be in public yeah exactly well well exactly yeah we're working out what you know that should look like and then that's where um so it wouldn't be somebody's asking so much like a a tip because that's more of a transaction. So we're agreeing, I'm going to have an hour of your time and, and, you know, which is, which is, it's still a payment. It's, you know, it's money, but it's not a a tip per se. It's more of a a value exchange. Um, So no, at the moment we, we don't have uh, something around uh, tipping per se, but it it is more what I've described around the, you know, like paid, Yes, yes, it's good, it's good. And I, to be honest, I haven't been on the app much. Uh, I'm going to make an effort. I haven't been on Clubhouse and the other ones either. So I'm going to create a schedule and start um, adding to the platform because, you know, I've, I haven't. So just want to let you know, yeah, I plan to. Okay. <laughs> when you schedule the time, that's the thing with social audio and social media, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. we find ourselves like we have to schedule the time in. And if we don't, yeah. Life, mm-hmm. life just gets busy. So yeah, work us in. You might want to do, you know, we have mm-hmm. some of our wisdomers who are doing their morning affirmations with wisdom. So mm-hmm. some people tune in for that. Some people oh. wisdom like on their commute. For some people it's the evenings, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, you'll find your schedule. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll try. Another thing, uh, can we do uh, a talk on wisdom too one of these days when you have a chance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You set yeah. that up. Yeah, let's set that up. Are you going to set it up or should I get Ken to send you an email? Okay. Uh, I, I have a special form I could send. Kind of Perfect. Yeah, let's so do that. Okay, well, Dio, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I know we're 10 minutes over time. You're busy. I wish you all the growth in the world. Thank you for being on the show. Once we have the assets ready, we'll send you an email with all the content. And we ask that you share with your uh, community and uh, keep in touch, please. If you're ever in Canada or Toronto, DM. And we'll be in touch soon for the Wisdom Talk. All right, fantastic. And Jackie, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed My this. Um, oh, and pleasure. we should also just say before we um, sign up as well, in case anyone is listening in and they want to know where can they find wisdom? Um, you know, we could let them know our website is at wisdom.audio. Um, or you can go to the Apple Store and just search for wisdom. You'll find us. And uh, those are for the iOS people. And if you are Android, Within a few more months, we will be available on Android as well. Um, few months, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're looking it's at about springtime ish, yeah, about about three mm. four months. Okay, well that's great. That's exciting. Oh, by the way, how many users do you have as of today? Ah, now you probably know within um, consumer tech. That's oh, just the uh, app. That that that's the. Um, oh, are we still online? 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, we still are. I didn't stop oh, yet. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay, no, no, I was just, um, I just saw whether my connection had gone down. Yeah, so no you may be aware, you know, with within consumer tech, we tend to not disclose. Okay, no problem. Understood. But what I, yeah. but what I can say that, you know, could be interesting, this would be as of December, between um, October to December, we between have me and you. What I can say is that uh, we have we have had in terms of our mentors, our mentors have mentored for over six hundred thousand minutes. Our listeners have listened for th- about three million six hundred thousand minutes. Wow! Um, Great then, success. Yeah, um, and then um, you know maybe another statistic that soon I think and you know we need to fully validate this, but I think we are soon to be one of the largest communities of of mentors, like you know on an app on a platform. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's uh, mentors heaven, and people that are seeking wisdom is their heaven as well. So anybody in the audience, if you guys are looking to do something and improve or take a direction that is not the current direction is somewhat, you're not happy with it for any reason, you want to change it, Wisdom app will give you that. So you go to Wisdom and you start searching and going to people and the algorithm is quite amazing because It'll, it'll bring you all the content that you are interested in, but you get to kind of hear a lot of stuff to improve yourself. Even if you give yourself a couple hours a day, you're going to get the knowledge that you're looking for, whatever you're looking for, right? Any area, the mentors are phenomenal and uh, they're there to help. They're giving their time. So do join us on Wisdom. And thank you so much, Dio. Again, have a great day and we'll be in touch. 